Myrtle Beach is the beach. 60 miles of bright sand, water, and a wealth of wonderful music playing day and night. You can step into a simple beach bar and discover a surprising level of exciting musical talent. A place to kick back and groove to the enticing soundtrack of the most unexpected vacations around. With nothing but good vibes floating through the warm ocean air. Plan your own music-filled trip to America's Jukebox at visitmyrtlebeach.com. Tired of fighting your kids to make their bed? Say hello to Betty's. The unique design lets your kids make their bed with just a zip. Our patented bedding includes everything you need, a fitted sheet, top sheet, and comforter in one seamless piece that zips together. Kids love the feeling of accomplishment when they can make their bed by themselves every day. Make your mornings easier and visit Betty's.com. That's B-E-D-D-Y-S.com. Listener supported. WNYC Studios. From NewSounds.org, this is a remote edition of Soundcheck, our series of live performances and interviews. I'm John Schaefer, and we'll take you today to London, where the band Big Joni has reconvened in the studio in which they made their new album, called Back Home. Big Joni is a black feminist punk trio, although the word punk is a little reductive for a band that incorporates everything from 90s Riot Girl to 80s New Wave to 60s girl group harmonies in an album that is full of sonic surprises. The album, Back Home, is just out, and here is the band, Big Joni, to play this live version of a song called Your Words.
That's a live performance from the band Big Joni and a song called Your Words. There's a version of that on their brand new album called Back Home. And uh, back in the studio where they recorded the record, you heard Big Joni playing that song, Stephanie Phillips singing and playing the guitar, Estella Adieri playing the bass, Shadeen Taylor-Stone behind the drums, and joining them for this session, Vanessa Govindan on keyboards. Stephanie, it's... um. It's great to talk to you. I've been uh, enjoying, you know, the recordings that the band has been releasing over the last few years. Um, but this new one, Back Home, am I wrong or have you kind of broadened the the sound of the band with this new record? Yeah, I think, um, I mean, you know, our first album, we always kind of refer to it as our live set because it was all the songs that we had and we put that together and that was <laughs> Sisters. Um, but yeah, with this new album, we've, we've been a bit more deliberate about things and tried to really hone in on what our sound could be. And back home is the result of that. Yeah. Now I'm not doing so many of these remote sessions these days, but for two years, this is all we did. And, and I got to the point where I was almost as interested in what was in the background of, of people's studios and homes as I was in the actual performance. And there is a brief moment uh, in, in the video of, of your words where you get a glimpse of an album by the Supremes and an oh. album by Devo. Are those just there because they happen to be there or is that are those signifiers of something to you? <laughs> Well, I think they were little signifiers. So, I mean, that's um, Margot Broom, our producer's record collection. We recorded at mm. Hermitage Work Studios, at, at her studio. Um, and, yeah, we kind of pulled out those records, I think, kind of the Supremes, because, like, when we first started the group, the idea of referencing 60s girl groups and the Supremes and Ronettes and Crystals was really, like, important for us. I thought it, it just, I love the idea of, like, bringing together that kind of pop authentic teenage sound with something grungy and a bit dirty and punky and grimy. Um, and Devo, I think Devo was um, Shadeen's pick um, because that's a bit more closer to what we actually sound like. We don't sound as angelic as the Supremes. <laughs> well, but despite that, I mean, some of, some of my favorite moments on, on the record are those moments where everybody is singing. I did get a, a kind of sort of classic 60s pop vibe from, from songs like In My Arms or Sainted where, you know, the rest of the band is kind of, there's a call and response, a vo voice and background harmony thing going. And there's, there's, there's a fair amount of that on, on the new record, it seems. Yeah, yeah. I think it took us a while to kind of figure out how to do that because, you know, when we started the band, we were still learning and I'd never sung in a band before and um in the other kind of Shadeen and uh, original bassist Kira hadn't played their instruments before so we were all really learning what we were doing and as we've kind of gone on we've figured out how to develop the sound and make it sound you know a lot more fuller that there should be more than one <laughs> vocal on a song <laughs> <laughs> um what was it that that um sort of spawned this band for you what what was it that made you think uh, this is a need i need to fill and i need to find people to do this with me 
Sure. I mean, you know, at the time we were all on the punk scene or on kind of the music scene in London in different kind of areas of it. Um, and, you know, I would be going kind of to gigs and playing in uh, my previous band um, and feeling like I'd have the punk scene on one side of thing. You know, on other days, I'd be going to my black feminist meetings and kind of re-engage myself politically and feeling like I have my black side on that, you know, on that side of London. And it felt like there was a space where those two things could come together and meet, um, which did make sense because I knew that, you know, my kind of, you know, likes weren't any weirder than anyone else. So it was really a need to kind of make that space possible. And I think a lot of other black people and people of colour were feeling the same way actually at, the, at, that, at that time as well and the kind of reality of how the music scene's changed has kind of shown that actually a lot of people really wanted something different and fought for it and have created it now because there's the scene when I started 10 years ago is completely different to what it's like today so yeah it's really just to create a space and to have somewhere to make music and to create. And the name Big Joni? Does that reference someone in particular? Yes. <laughs> um, Big Joni references my mom, Joan, um, who's actually on the uh, our first album cover, Sisters, with her sister, <laughs> my auntie, um, Andrea. <laughs> They're on holiday in Wales, um, which is a very um, English 70s holiday because <laughs> it, it would never have been warm. Um, but for some reason, British people always chose a very cold place to go on holiday. Um, but yeah, I thought the idea of the name is to kind of reference like a a, a kind of positive phrase for a, a strong woman or like a, a confident woman. Like I thought it could be like a like that kind of a feminist phrase of a big journey, you know, being yeah. a big journey that you want to see in the world. I was, I guess I was wondering if maybe it was, I was just racking my brain. Who could that, could Joan Armour trading maybe? It was just, uh, yeah. but, you know, which wouldn't have been a bad that thing. That wouldn't have been a bad uh, thing. She's actually from um, Birmingham. Um, so I, I, from the Midlands as well. I grew up um, in that area where she came from. Um, but yeah, yeah there, are a lot of, uh, there are a lot of amazing Jones in music. Um, yeah. But it's, yeah, it's referencing my mom. And okay. yeah, she likes that. <laughs> The um, I mean, you know, the the interesting thing about someone like a Joan Armitrading is, you know, when we talk about representation, I mean, somebody just recently said in, in one of our sessions, you can't be what you can't see. And for a young, for young women of color, you know, to have somebody like that to look up to suggested a, a possibility, you know, an option. Mm. Um, who... Who were the the people that you looked to for that that kind of recognition and that kind of confidence that you could make this your your thing your space? I think yeah, that's really interesting. I think I didn't. There weren't many um, people to look up to as a as a young black woman growing up in the UK. Um, there were a few people. So you know, Polystyrene, who's the singer in X Ray Specs. Yep. Um, is a really amazing example of someone who's doing something really different. Um, but beyond that, I, I remember growing up, I didn't have a lot of um, people that I was looking up to. I mean, uh, for, for the UK, sorry, there was also Skin in the band Skin Canancy, who are really different and really doing amazing things and who are properly like multiracial band in the 90s, which is actually quite rare in the UK. Um, 
And I think beyond that, it was kind of a lot of punk bands uh, like The Slits, um, The Raincoats, Bikini Kill, Slater Kinney. Um, I got really into kind of that whole scene and just, yeah, the idea of like the concept of doing it yourself and creating your own culture was like revolutionary to me as a teenager. Yeah. So it must have felt really good when uh, when the band was asked to be part of the Slater Kinney uh, sort of cover slash tribute project. Yeah, no, it was like, I mean, that's like one of my favorite, all time favorite albums, <laughs> Dig Me Out. Um, yeah, it was, it's, I mean, our whole Big Joni, um, like, you know, like the last couple of years have just been a bit of a whirlwind of meeting people that you idolize growing up and then having to work with them uh, in some <laughs> capacity. So yeah, I mean, getting to play with Seder Kinney, getting to play with Bikini Curl, um, getting asked to do a cover of things you say for the dig me dig me in covers album um it's all been like things we could never have imagined and it was such an amazing experience Now, uh, Big Joni has uh, this new record out called Back Home, and um, the, the song we're going to hear next called Cactus Tree, at least on the record, there's some great harmony vocals on this again, and, and it just, it sounds like a lot more people than, than just the four of you. So I'm eager to hear this, uh, this performance. Uh, we're speaking with Stephanie Phillips from Big Joni. Here's a live version of the song Cactus Tree from their new album, Back Home.
That is Cactus Tree, live performance by the band Big Joni with uh, Estella Adieri on bass, Shadeen Taylor-Stone behind the drums, and Stephanie Phillips on voice and guitar with uh, Vanessa Govindan on keyboards. And um, the album title, Back Home, Stephanie, what does is, what is home refer to here? So, yeah, it's a lot of different things. I think when we were going through the album and looking at the lyrics and the themes, it all kind of seemed to point towards kind of the the idea of a home or the concept of home. So I think at the time, uh, you know, I was living, still living in London and the renting crisis in London is kind of got out of control and has really pushed a lot of people to the brink. And that was a major worry when I was living in London of, how am I going to survive if I don't have a home? Um, but then it, there's also kind of the other side of it of, you know, the, the concept of home, like a metaphysical concept of home, of never feeling at peace in a place where you're always positioned as the other. And so, you know, in the UK, we're all children of immigrants and for, that are from the Caribbean or, the, or Africa. But when we go back to our parents' home countries, we would be, and other, we would be the outsider there, it wouldn't be home. So it's about trying to kind of grasp what home can mean in a world that always pushes you away. Yeah. Um, have you seen the TV series, We Are Lady Parts? Yes, I have, yeah. It's so cool, <laughs> I really love it. And Oh yeah, no, it's just like, it's really amazing to have like a band about four Muslim women of color on, you know, British television. Um, it's really revolutionary that they're kind of that's that's out there and people get to watch it. it it's a fun show, but it also raises quite. I mean, obviously they're dealing with Islamophobia from outside the community, but also within their community, their their larger home, as you were just speaking of. They they were getting blowback, and you know uh, there was conflict because of what they wanted to do. Mm. So I guess that's why I I I was kind of wondering if if the three of you in Big Joni, you know, if you feel at home now in this musical setting that you've created for yourselves. Yeah, I think that's interesting. I think that, you know, for many decades, no matter the kind of black people and people of color's participation in alternative genres, there's always been this need to pretend that that, that didn't happen or that there's there's some sort of kind of something wrong with them if they're like they like that kind of music and i think that we've got to the point in music history that we're, we're able to actually look back on that history and recognize that no we're not weird <laughs> <laughs> this has always happened and we can continue to have a space here so i think at this point it does feel a bit different it does feel like you know when you look at gen z's the, the Gen Z's, the kids today, um, they don't seem to re- realize that it was a, like a controversial thing to be black and in a in a punk band and playing guitar. I do think it has changed. I do think there's a community in these kind of alternative and punk scenes, and I do think it, it can get better as well. But it's it's a, a lot better than it has been, which is great. Uh, I, I have to confess, I was stunned last week to read the story about how they. Um, sort of changed the rule in schools there in the UK to make it harder to exclude students based on their hairstyle. Yes. The yeah. idea that <laughs> at this late date, um, 
you know, and, and of course we all know whose hairstyles they were, they were uh, aiming this at, you know, that that kind of exclusion was still being allowed in 2022 in the UK uh, just struck me as weird and sad and, and just, yeah, just like almost medieval. <laughs> I mean, the UK is weird, sad and medieval. <laughs> it's a strange place. Oh, I don't know. I think it has much to recommend it. Um, I, I look at that South and East London scene and, yeah. you know, bands like Sons of Kemet and Ezra Collective and, you know, some of the, the young jazz musicians who are from African and Caribbean families and yeah. making this wonderful music. It, it just, you know, there's a, there, there seems to be, I, I know what you're saying. There are just some really weird things still going on there, but there's also, the, no, yeah. there's also this ferment <laughs> That, that is just wonderful to, to watch. Yeah, I mean, I do think, I'm hoping that there is kind of, you know, this, you know, like you'd mentioned the jazz scene, the, the new jazz scene that's been kind of taking off in the last couple of years. That is a lot due to, you know, those kind of black and brown communities, second generation, third generation often, um, who are really trying to define their uh, sense of self as you know black british people specifically not just kind of connected to their parents homelands or parents music or different things like that so it does feel like it does feel like something different it, there's definitely so much creativity um in different communities at the moment and there's so much to listen to but yeah the uk is weird in just very odd ways <laughs> that you wouldn't expect uh, we're speaking with stephanie phillips of the band big Joni. the new album is called back home um Earlier, earlier in our conversation, Stephanie, you mentioned uh, like the Supremes and that kind of classic '60s pop sound. There are elements yeah. of that in uh, a, you know a fair amount of songs on the record, like the the song "Confident Man." mistake that for a song from 1967 for example but I hear a lot of the elements that made those 1967 songs what they were kind of transposed to your 2022 album which is a very neat trick oh, well that's, that's very nice um I don't know if I was doing that on purpose but then I do I mean I do listen to a lot of um you know the Phil Spector artists um a lot of kind of that generation a lot of Oh, a lot of Beatles and the sixties sounds in general, just because I just I don't know, I love the idea of pop that gets to the point that's very proud of being pop <laughs> in in that kind of way that was in that generation. Well, another song that seems to be kind of proud to be a pop song, even if it presents more as a kind of garage rock song, is the one you're gonna do next called Today. Which is essentially I mean it's a love song, right? I'll sing you yeah, to sleep. Yeah. It's it's a love song. Yeah. Um, and, and again, has, has some of these uh, wonderful, and, and with, you know, with the tambourine, I mean, that's like a, yeah. <laughs> you know, 
60s girl group signifier, it seems to me. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> let's, uh, let's hear this live performance by Big Joni. The song is called Today.
Today is the name of that song. Live performance from the band Big Joni, the uh, English group featuring uh, Stephanie Phillips on voice and guitar and Estella Adieri on bass, Shadeen Taylor-Stone behind the drums. Does she always stand when she plays? Yeah, yeah, that was um, the idea from the beginning because, um, you know, Shadeen loved the idea of, you know, Jesus and Mary Chain um, and Velvet Underground, those kind of bands where you could kind of really simplify the kit and kind of make it right. more of a, a, a kind of a big thing. So, yeah, we've been doing that um, ever since we started. Okay. Uh, and uh, Vanessa Gavindon helping out on keyboards in this session uh, at the Hermitage Works studio in North London where you made the record back home. So in a sense, uh, bringing you back home. Exactly. Stephanie, you're also an author. Oh, yes. <laughs> <laughs> you're also an author of, of the book uh, Why Solange Matters, which was published by the University of Texas Press. Do you have like journalism or, you know, something like that in your background? Yeah. So um, I, you know, I'm a trained journalist and I started, you know, writing and freelancing um, years before <laughs> I, I started in a band. Or I guess it was kind of around the same time when I was, you know, coming on the punk scene, uh, going to the punk scene at night and coming from, you know, working in an office. Um, but yeah, I've been freelancing and writing for different um, outlets like um, The Guardian, different places for years. And um, yeah, I really loved working on the book and I never really expected to have, um, to be able to write that much <laughs> about one subject for one <laughs> or for anyone to publish it. So um, it's all still very strange to me. Well, uh, Solange, of course, you know, came on the scene known as Beyonce's sister and has now yes. established her. So why does Solange matter to you? I think that Solange matters to me because of who she is specifically. Like you mentioned, she she was known as Beyonce's sister. She was kind of the adjacent. She was the forgotten child in a way. And her importance really lies in her journey towards self-acceptance and realization so kind of trying to work against the um, expected and kind of really altering her journey to kind of taking all these different routes and going towards you know the old pop thing where she was kind of hanging around the Brooklyn hipster scene and going back to kind of R&B and then coming back around and you know working with different mediums she's always trying to evolve herself as an artist to try and properly find out who she is there's always kind of this bigger meaning to her songs and her work beyond just one particular album or particular project and I think that journey really reflects the journey that the black community and very specifically black women had been on during that time of you know well, you know, you can, you can see her evolution as Black Lives Matter comes around, as a different kind of conversation around intersectionality in the Black community, around hair. There's always some sort of reference that Solange had where you could see her growth as the Black community was growing as well. So uh, for you, and I mean you collectively, the three of you, as Big Joni, is there a, not a roadmap, but I guess, is, is there something there uh, that you can take as a, a kind of model for, I mean, it's, as we've already discussed, going from sisters to back home has already been kind of an expansion of the sonic universe of the band. Mm. Do you see that as something you're likely to continue? I mean, it, yeah, there's always, I, mean, I think the, you know, the thing to admire about Solange is that she really does 
put her on to things and never wants to stop at just one one kind of definition of one her role so um she's not just the artist she's the producer or the video director or um you know she's very multi-dimensional and i think kind of taking that approach to things does make sense and able to kind of have a proper overview of what's kind of being put out in your name and your art so maintaining some control over yeah. Not just the art, but the means of dissemination of the art. That, yeah. You know, that's another thing that was important in the DIY scene going back to the 70s at CBGBs. Absolutely, yeah. And kind of making sure you can kind of get that out there because you can't always rely on other people to, <laughs> to help you in that way. Yeah. Well, I, I think it's gotten to the point where Big Joni can rely on lots of other people to get the word out. I mean, you know, the, the, the response to... The recent uh, performances and the, the new album has been really spectacular and uh, well-deserved as well, I should say. Oh, thank Stephanie, you. thank you and the rest of the band so much for performing for us and uh, for, for spending some time with me today. Oh, thank you for having us. the video of uh, Big Joni performing the song Your Words for us there in the London studio. It's here on the website at newsounds.org and on the New Sounds YouTube channel as well. Our technical director is Irene Trudell. Our producer is Karen Havlick. I'm John Schaefer. See you next time. <laughs>